part of his mission when you listen to the accounts of Philip and others, how important the anointing of uh, when they were out on their missions, how important the anointing was to the mission of Jesus uh, and spreading his word and healing and helping others and giving them a path to redemption. So I know this is a lot of big, this is a huge topic, but you know, we're ready to have it and I'm excited to talk about it. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Well, folks, we have some unbelievable earth shattering. You know, when you see those little things that say breaking news, breaking news to get your attention. This is breaking news from 1700 years ago, tracing back actually over 2000 years ago. And uh, it has recently uh, been discovered and, dis- and uh, researched and literally unearthed um, that this miracle plant that goes by so many names has another name to add to the list. Uh, this dates back um, to biblical times, literally, and even the Old Testament of times, in Exodus, in fact, where the burning bush uh, that was uh, written about in Exodus that spoke to Moses said, uh, how to make an anointing oil. And in that anointing oil, uh, there's a recipe that includes cinnamon and olive oil and cannabosum, which can be spelled a couple different ways, K-A-N-N-A-B-O-S-E-M or K-A-N-N-N-B-O-S-M. Now, canna, that sounds like a pretty familiar name <laughs> that we talk about here quite a bit. Um, canna means literally hemp or stock. Bosom means aromatic so you're looking at the two that you're bringing in, hemp slash cane, like arom- aromatic stock. And this was in the original recipe that was divinely inspired, given to Moses to create the anointing oil. And it was even specific enough to use 250 shekels, which was a monetary uh, you know, way of p- payment back in the day. Uh, this is 800 B.C., And so that would equate, based on what we could do some math, about nine pounds of cannabis. Now, you might be thinking, why am I just hearing about this now? How can it possibly be 2,800 years later, and I'm just now hearing about anointing oil having cannabis in it? Well, (laughs) anybody that, and I... I'm going to give you some resources and some links, and we're going to have authors on and anyone who's still alive that can talk about this. We're going to bring on the Miracle Plant podcast. But um, in 2000, there, uh, 2000 years ago, excuse me, um, along came this man that the, probably the most popular man in all of the world, um, or definitely top three, um, probably number one, though, 
the healer of healers, Jesus Christ, uh, was born and um, lived on this earth for 33 years. And now his name, he wasn't his, his surname, wasn't Christ. Uh, he was actually known as Jesus from Nazareth, which is where he was born and raised. And his last name is Christ, which was given to him by his apostles, which Jeopardy quiz here. What does Christ stand for? Anointed. So his own followers, the disciples, named Jesus, kind of like a, uh, a nickname in high school, right? <laughs> they named him Christ, Jesus Christ, the anointed. And so um, Jesus, when he found out about, now he was a rabbi, he was Jewish, and uh, I've been learning a lot more. Um, there's an incredible TV series called The Chosen. And uh, uh, a friend of mine in Russell's inner circle, Daryl Eves, is the producer and uh, turned me on to it. It's on season three um, right now. And it goes into uh, all of these specifics and that he was a rabbi and that he, you know, began his preaching and, and he began his healing uh, journey that we're on season three right now. And it goes into it. They're actually even talking about in the last couple episodes that we just wrapped up season three. It's going to go seven seasons that they were actually getting into buying an olive oil or an olive uh, orchard or, you know, place for trees to, to grow olives. It's actually talking about it in the show right now. So how they went and procured the lot and how they, they did all of those things to actually have uh, these olives for the base olive oil. So that you just use olive oil as the base for this anointing oil. Well, so Jesus comes along and sees this anointing oil and it's reserved only for high priests back in Old Testament times. And so Jesus was like, you know, no way, man. The people are the people, right? Jesus was obviously a man of the people and let everyone into my church, you know, and that's what, you know, really made uh, the Jewish uh, high priest, you know, upset was because he was talking to, you know, everyone, the Gentiles, anyone was welcome in Jesus's church. And that's one of the reasons why they went after him. But when he started his healing mission, he started to use the anointing oil, the same recipe given to Moses that was reserved for high priest and later on for kings. He started to use the anointing oil with nine pounds of cannabis in his healing mission. So for those of you that know the story, he anointed him, uh, his disciples in this olive oil, cinnamon, and cannabis extract. And they were um, taking this oil, this, this anointing oil, and go out to heal the world and anoint those, the sick, the poor. And so that's what they did. And there was another really great story that actually was in the last couple episodes that you may have heard of before, where Jesus is giving this talk to all different types of people, you know, the Greeks, the Jewish, the Gentiles, everyone. And there's a lot of dissension and, you know, he's ruffled a lot of feathers because his disciples were only supposed to talk to the Jewish people. But some Greeks and some other people overheard it. And then everybody was like, wait a second, what's this guy saying? He's the Messiah. He's the one that's going to take away the sins of the world. What's this all about? So like all these different sects started fighting and all this kind of stuff. So Jesus went back and said, let me talk. Let's talk about it. 
And so they start talking about it. And he's been talking about it for two or three days, right? People are like in this field listening and like they're getting blown away. Could you imagine, you know, like listening to Jesus speak? And like they literally have the disciples that are relaying his message to the other people in the back of the crowd because they didn't have PA systems back then. So his disciples are literally like repeating it back. So people, thousands of people back can hear it. And while they've been sitting there in this like, you know, open field for days, he says, you know, the, the, his disciples come up to him and go, Jesus, man, these people are hungry. And he's like, yeah, 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 me too. <laughs> he's like, do we have any food? Do we have any food? And like this kid comes up to him and gives him like, he's like, I got a, a loaf of bread, barley bread, and a couple fish. And so Jesus takes these fish and this bread. And then he goes, do we have any baskets? So the disciples run out and they grab a bunch of baskets. And then, and then um, he says, okay, bring all these baskets together. Okay, we got the fish, we got the bread. And then, you know, literally as a, one of his miracles, he fills up these baskets with fish and bread, huge baskets, enough to feed thousands. But he needed the fish and the bread. There's an important reason that I bring that up. And so anyways, he goes and, he, and they distribute the, the, um, the, the bread and the, and the fish and he continues to preach and talk about uh, you know, him and his mission and, and, and bring better clarity uh, on uh, what his healing has been about. He was in the, now, now he's out in the open, healing people in the open for the longest time when he was healing people, he, he said he would heal someone and he would say, look, this is between me and you. I'm not ready for this to go out public because he knew as soon as people started seeing the amazing miracles that he was uh, a part of that, you know, his days were numbered. Literally, he knew that. And so now he's out in the open, he's out there, he's healing, he's using this anointing oil filled with nine pounds of hemp, cannabis, cannabosum. So that's the facts. So I wanted to, I want to open that up. I know that's a lot of information to bring in. We're going to get into a little bit more of how it was hidden, where the translation was lost, why the translation was lost. And how are we just now discovering this and talking about the experts and the etymologists and the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Testament from Philip and everything that backs this up 100% that cannabis, it's cannabosum, which is a part of the anointing oil, that the healer of healers, as we're on a mission to heal the world, just like Jesus was, um, was using cannabis, and there's a reason why it's called the miracle plant. We have seen miracles here, just like Jesus needed some fish and some bread to start with. We all need a little bit of plant-based medicine to get the process started, and then you can take control of your health, whether your food and your diet and other plant-based medicine and your faith. So many people want to give quickly to a to a diagnosis, and then some person in a white jacket wants to give you a prognosis. And I always tell people, and I talk with people all the time in serious health conditions. And I say, you can choose to believe the diagnosis if you want. They want to put a label on it. Scary. Go ahead. That's up to you. Me, I would, I'm not down with that. But if you choose to believe that diagnosis, then go for it. But no man, no woman, no human can tell you how much time you have left. That's between you, your support team, and your maker, how much time any of us have here, because you can't measure spirit. You can't measure miracles. You can't measure someone's determination and heart 
to, to, to keep fighting if their why is big enough to stay here until their mission is done. So I know that's a big opening and I know that it's going to be controversial and that's okay because we're here to reach a billion people by 2025. That is the mission to teach and educate people about the power of this plant and help people take back their control of their health so they can have a quality of life, live the life they were supposed to live, be happy, help all their loved ones, and, and, and enjoy their time that they have here on Earth. So with that opening, I want to welcome Dan Humiston to the stage, our co-host and producer from PodCon X, and my mom, Janet Benton-Gaylord, the head of research and development for the Miracle Plant. Welcome to the show, guys. Well, I was very excited to see that the translation of the canna was hemp stock, uh, because it goes along with all the research that I do that hemp is the only plant that we as humans evolved with. So we co-evolved together, which is why it's also the only plant that our bodies actually have a whole system built around, which is the endocannabinoid system with its receptors and its network that's actually larger than our nervous system network. Um, and again, too, that's what heals. And so it, to me, it totally matches that this hemp has always been a part of the human experience and always been a healer for the human experience and the food and everything. And so I'd, I was really happy to hear the word canna uh, translated into the hemp stock because that makes perfect sense with all the research I've done. You know, one of the things I think that people, you, you mentioned that it's controversial and really shouldn't be because I don't think that the, the message is that we're taking away anything any of the accomplishments or any of the miracles that were performed because you know we're trying to make the cannabis as the anointing oil was was responsible for any of these miracles we're not saying that cannabis had nothing to do with creating all the bread and the fish that cannabis had nothing to do with that what we're saying is that cannabis was part of the whole process and you can't ignore that. It's just in there. It's in scriptures and it's written everywhere. The cannabis was part of the process. It should not be demonized. There should be no laws against it. It was a necessary ingredient in the whole world. And somehow it went from being essential, necessary, part of the anointing oil to being demonized. It blows our mind that this, that this was allowed to happen, especially because it had such powerful healing properties. Here's how it happened, okay. just so we know on the facts. There's a, there's a couple of things that, and like I said, Chris Bennett, who wrote the book, Sex, Drugs, Violence in the Bible, and he's got a new book coming out. I'm not going to tell you the title because I don't know if he wants to break that on his own or not. Um, but what happened was in, in 30, 337 AD, they translated the Hebrew text to Greek. And those that were in power... Um, you know, they, they grabbed um, the first they said only these scriptures are the ones that are going to make the cut. They cut out a lot of uh, scriptures and, and they made it basically the Bible that we see is like the New Testament, you know, with Luke and Mark and uh, uh, excuse Luke, Matt, um, John and, you know, the four that we always hear from. And so but then, then they cut out like people like Philip. And they, they cut out certain parts of, of firsthand testimony of, of their passages. And so when they and, and they said, this is the Bible the way it's going to be, and we're going to translate it from Hebrew to Greek. And so when they did that, they took the word cannabosum, 
which everyone knows, as you can hear the roots of the word and etymologists uh, we'll talk about here in a little bit, uh, re-verified this information when she went down the rabbit hole. Um, she, um, you know, basically said, that's not true. What happens when they turn it from Hebrew to Greek, they change the word uh, cannabosum to, re- to correlate to what it was, which was obviously cannabis, to calamus, which is a marsh plant of very little to no uh, monetary value that doesn't make any sense why that would be in an anointing oil. Um, you know, it, it's been 2,000 years. You heard anybody using calamus to, uh, you know, help uh, heal people or uh, be a part of the healing process? Um, and so basically it was, it was, again, covered up when they switched the words um, for cannabosum to mean calamus. And that's what they switched what it meant. So when they had that opportunity, they took it. Now, I don't know why they did it. Um, I know why they did it, you know, in 1937 for the Marijuana Tax Act, uh, very clearly, um, you know, and, and I'll obviously, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And people in control can make decisions for selfish interests or for personal uh, vendettas or beliefs or whatever you want to have it. But that's what happened. It, when you go back to the Hebrew text and you go back to now, here's another thing that happened. And so these Dead Sea Scrolls were found in the 1930s and 40s. Uh, when this farmer was looking for manure in a cave and it was buried, you know, right next to a monastery in 337. Uh, because they knew what was going on. They knew that they were, um, you know, censoring and changing the firsthand testimony um, of these, you know, of these disciples like Philip. And so they knew what was going on. So they took these, these 12 leather bound books and they sealed them in jars and they buried them and they hid them in a cave down the street from a monastery. And this guy digging around finds them. And it's been the greatest discovery. The first time that we've had, you know, new information from the times of Jesus to see firsthand in their own writing, in their own pen, what happened in their account. And Philip goes into, you know, into great detail uh, about um, his his firsthand account, uh, you know, he says, um, you know, uh, the Gospel of Philip uh, says, "Who he who receives this unction or oil, this anointing oil, uh, no longer is just a Christian, but is a Christ." And the actual the fire is in the chrism of the anointing. the The baptism is actually, in his words, is um, is really the cleansing to prepare you for the anointing. And so, I mean, that's how power, the anointing oil, the anointing ceremony is the at the center of Christianity, the centerpiece. These are Philip's words. And so, and, and, and you know, I grew up Christian and I understand uh, the importance that's placed on baptism. But in Philip's words, baptism is the cleansing for the anointing. And so, again, this anointing oil that was divinely handed down to Moses, the recipe, which was, again, only given to high priests and kings for 800 years until Jesus said, no, this anointing oil, everyone shall be anointed in, in, in Christian beliefs, in, in, in my way, in my journey. And that's what he did. 
And so, again, these are the absolute facts. Now, there are going to be some people that are going to try and um, debate that it really was meant to be calamus, you know, whatever calamus is. Like I said, it's literally, it's literally like a marshy plant that grows and has no monetary value and no one ever used it. And it's like a, you know, like a pussy willow or something that grows in the marsh. So, again, this plant has been a part of healing people anointing people for thousands of years at least 2800 that we know just from the bible we have medical journals going back 8000 and the the main point is right now here we are in 2023 and we have the fda coming out for a completely federally legal plant which should have always been legal federally legal plant saying they can't give us a path for regulatory framework to fully open up the access for this plant, get it out of the gray area and get it into black and white. These are the steps that you take. This is an FDA approved supplement. And here you go. It's an FDA approved food. And here you go. Here's the, the pathways that you can take to consume, purchase and consume this plant. Now I know exactly why they did that. Um, you know, you know, you'd have to, you know, do your own research if you want, but the FDA would not exist the way it does if it wasn't for big pharma. There's an incestuous relationship with those two organizations. The people that work at the FDA end up working in, in the big pharma. Just look at the commissioner's histories. Just look them up. Look up FDA commissioner. Look at the list and look at what their job was after they left or where they came from before they became the FDA commissioner. They're sitting on executive boards, board of directors of big pharma. It is a complete ruse of what's going on with our healthcare system. They don't want you to have access to cannabosum, to hemp, to cannabis, to anything, because this plant is a known, verified healer. And the healer of healers, Jesus Christ, used this plant in his anointing oil when he was out on his mission to heal the world. And so that is what is full circle here at the Miracle Plant Podcast. Uh, like I said, I'm going to bring authors on. I'm going to bring Chris Bennett on. I'm going to bring experts on. We're going to continue to talk about this because this plant was stolen from us. The health of millions, if not billions of people have been stolen from them. Those of you that have listened on this podcast have heard the heartbreaking stories that we have experienced, that these poor families and, and children have had to suffer because this information has been censored, hidden, lied to, campaigned, demonized from us. This miracle plant, just like from the movie Friday, I love the movie Friday, Chris Tucker's uh, role, he goes, you know, you know, God put this here for me and you. Better take advantage, man. And he's right. Literally, the burning bush to Moses told us how to make this anointing oil. And, 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 and now Jesus spread it to the whole world. They crucified Jesus for his miracles and for his healing path and for the words that he spoke that he wanted to heal everybody, regardless of religion. And 300 years later, they, they, they intentionally doctored the translation and hid the miracle plant from us. Whereas to the fact that we live in a place where 
you know, I know the good news is that, you know, the recent studies that I've seen and, and uh, surveys is that two thirds of the United States uh, actually is in support of medical marijuana, is in support of cannabis uh, for medical benefit, which is fantastic. And that's why we've seen so much progress uh, with the Farm Bill of 2018 for hemp and with the passing of, uh, you know, adult use cannabis of 21 and older in 20 and 30 states and medical access in you know, 30 and 35 states. So we are making some head roads. But again, we're not we're not nearly where we need to be. You know, we don't have clear frameworks and regulatory pathways for us to be FDA regulated for those people out there that are scared. For these doctors out there, I got a call from Kenny Watkins at the endocannabinoid medical journal that my mom was published in. And they have some really exciting news that they're merging with a major uh, media publication uh, in in the medical field. So that'll be happening in the next 30 days. And they're going to be able to speak directly to doctors, hundreds of thousands of doctors, because that's a mission. And right now I've got I've got a couple of big missions on my plate. I can't take that one on, but I'm going to help Kenny and I'm going to help that magazine and help. Because we need to teach these doctors. We need to teach these doctors the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. They know. They've seen the harm that these pharmaceutical drugs have done. We've all seen it. We all know it. You know what I mean? What do you think of when you think of big pharma? What's the first word that comes to your mind? Who do you think is training our doctors? Who's writing the questions on their medical exams? Who's overseeing the books and the writing that they're being uh, educated on. Many doctors make it all the way through their entire education without any, any courses on food and nutrition. Some have one, one class on food and nutrition and understanding plant-based med- They don't, never mind. They don't, they don't have anything on plant-based medicine. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here, but just the basics of, water and food and exercise and nutrition and the things that that work for our bodies so again i'm excited to blow the lid off of this thing i'm willing to jump in this is the mission that i'm taking on i'm, I'm willing to have this conversation with anybody and everybody about cannabosum about what happened the name change how it how it was stolen from us and again to echo dance points We're not saying that this miracle plant was responsible for Jesus's miracles. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is this plant was a part of Jesus's mission. It was a big part of his mission. When you listen to the accounts of Philip and others, how important the anointing of uh, when they were out on their missions, how important the anointing was to the mission of Jesus uh, and spreading his word and healing and helping others and giving them a path to redemption. So I know this is a lot of big, it's a huge topic, but you know, we're ready to have it and I'm excited to talk about it. I just wanted to say when you were just talking about people getting confused about the role. So when Jesus is healing somebody, that's also spirit. And to me, then you always have something for the human body because we're humans on earth. And so then the anointed oil would go along with that. So it worked together. Yes, Jesus's power and spirit is what did the major healing. But also the hemp was very much a part of that or part of that duality. So, yeah, you're not saying that suddenly uh, that's all you need is some hemp and you can be Jesus. No, not at all. 
And I'm super excited that, that the definition is hemp because, as you know, my mission is a hemp mission. And, uh, and, and as far as the healing issue, which is why I'm even more frustrated with all the FDA's interference because you can't even say there's a bad thing like psych, being psychoactive or anything with the hemp, yet they still hold it back just as much because they know of its potential to heal. I think the the goal right now is to get this message out. And it's just one, this is one more barrier that we sh feel like we should be able to overcome. I think there's been a lot of pushback from different groups about the use of cannabis. And I think that if you can tie it back beyond Jesus, even back thousands of years and how it's helped people, I think that that'll make it easier for people to accept it and overcome some of the the false and misleading propaganda that we've lived with for the for so many years. And that's, I think, really the message here is that there's a lot more to this than going and getting stoned and getting intoxicated. There's a lot more benefit to this to this plant. And we just we just have to f fight this through the <laughs> negative propaganda and give it a chance because it was it was something that was really a foundation for so much so so much of the world for so many years and um only now starting to see the to get back to its true potential we're not even you know talking about you know all the other benefits of this plant right i mean you know you can trace back this plant cannabis hemp cannabosum whatever you want to call it uh this was one of the first plants that ever humans ever it was like the beginning of agriculture you know we never as we were traveling around 30,000 years ago you know we we would you know pick these plants and we'd notice the residue the sticky residue that would help with like pain and inflammation on our fingers and we're like well we're keeping the seeds this baby's coming with me and it wasn't only just the fact that it could help with pain and inflammation when you touched it which is beautiful um, as we've seen so many times, and those of you that have experienced cannabis in the whole plant form, uh, then, yeah, you know, it's, but it's also, it's the food, the, the, the perfect balance of fatty acids, you know, and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, a you know, an essential food essential as Dr. William Courtney talks about on here and, you know, the clothes and, and it's better paper. That's what they made. They made paper out of hemp. Cannabis, cannabosum, thousands of years. It lasts longer. It fades less. It's obviously it's better for the earth. Uh, you you can create more paper pulp out of an acre of hemp than you can trees, and that that hemp can grow every year, and it's healing the soil and the air. Um, and and it's actually fourteen times uh, better. It, it produces more carbon monoxide. It helps clean up the atmosphere with the terpenes it releases. I mean, this plant truly, as my mom has coined it before, is a Garden of Eden plant. And, and we've been lied to and it's been hidden from us. And we have these negative connotations with it. You know what I mean? Evil forces are at work here, for folks. And they have been for the last, since 1937 and since, you know, uh, 337. Hmm, that's interesting that those numbers line up a little bit there, isn't it? So, you know, at the end of the day, the miracle plant, we started... We've, we were on a mission. We were looking for a miracle for my son who developed a, a late stage severe autism diagnosis. And we wanted to restore his health. And we found with, with food and nutrition supplements and this miracle plant 
was was the 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 we unlocked the puzzle that helped his brain reduce inflammation so it could work better it could detoxify the heavy metals and the pesticides that he collected in his brain and and now he's a healthy happy kid he had his first baseball practice this week uh he's gonna it's gonna be another great season uh he's developing an amazing uh affinity for piano um his his grandma uh, linda who's uh uh, an accomplished um, professional opera singer uh, who's toured the world and, you know, sang at all of the big spots and uh, Carnegie Hall and all that. Um, she noticed it uh, right away that he's, he has that type of um, future if he wants to. And, and, and all of this would not have been possible if it wasn't for this miracle plant that we discovered. And again, my, you know, I had my opinions of cannabis, you know, I was in college, you know, partaking, you know, and I, you know, I, I figured I needed to stop partaking if I wanted to graduate because it was messing with my short term memory. But, and so I did, I stopped, but, but, you know, when I, when I was sitting with my friend and he was talking about a doctor who was using cannabidiol uh, as a, as a, a pen to, to roll on people's knees for pain. That's when I, did my doctor Google search and found out that CBD was helping children with epilepsy and seizures. And that's when I connected the dots. Uh, well then let's, if this, maybe this is the miracle we were looking for because I was looking for one and, and it, and it turned out to be true. So again, at the end of the day, what I want is I don't want to get into like, you know, dogma and, 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 you know, fights and things like that. That's not what I'm looking for. But what I'm looking for is to have a conversation, to have a conversation about this plant. What I'm looking for is for doctors to have more tools in the tool belt. What I'm looking for is for humanity to take a step back, take a pause, take a deep breath and look at all the options that we can put on the table. Because right now, the way that the healthcare system is set up, look, we all know it's broken, Right. If you're in a bad situation in a car accident or there's a major trauma that happens in your life, Western medicine is amazing and the advancements are incredible and God bless them. But when it comes to solving an autoimmune disease or solving uh, an issue that, that was caused by environmental toxins in our food, water, air, um, they don't have an answer in my opinion, from what I've seen from the patients and then the people that come in here, they, they come in and they tell me their story, how these, the side effects and how they don't feel like themselves and how they either are more aggressive or they, they, they have brain fog or, you know, something else is wrong with them. What I want. And, you know, like I said, we're, we're working with publications. We're working with organizations uh, we have uh, some conversations with some doctor organizations down in Brazil going on is I just want to have a conversation. I want to talk about the endocannabinoid system. You know, there is research out there. I want to share these stories right now. I cannot share the stories. I get accounts shut down when I try to talk about someone who has a video in heartfelt telling them how this miracle plant helped them and, and heal their condition. You know, I even got a message yesterday that said, you know, will this miracle plant, she had like foot pain, she was saying, um, I'm not sure if it was neuropathy or not, but 
uh, pretty severe foot pain. And she goes, well, this miracle, will this plant work even if I don't have a good diet? And my answer was, well, uh, food is our medicine. So <laughs> uh, having a good diet is only going to help whatever the issue is that you're facing. And yes, this miracle plant will certainly do its best, but you need to, to get the most out of this miracle plant. You need to do your part as well. So anyways, I'm excited. I can't wait to talk more about this. We're going to have experts on. Um, I, I just, I hope this is the thing that, that, uh, that, that sparks interest, sparks a conversation so we can start talking about this miracle plant. And, you know, no one can doubt, no one can say that Jesus wasn't a great dude and, a, and a, just a, on a beautiful mission and, and, and led by example. And regardless of what your beliefs are, he walked this earth 2000 years ago. He's, you know, he's quoted and he's been, um, you know, in all different biblical aspects, uh, even in the Old Testament, they talk about him coming. And then even in the different religions, they talk about Jesus. So this guy was a cool dude. He was a man of the people. And part of his mission, obviously, was, was, was giving people salvation, was giving uh, and was healing people spiritually and physically and emotionally while he walked this earth. And so, again, we want to set the truth free. We've been talking the truth when we first started this podcast, when we first got involved with this plant uh, and, and partnered up with this plant, which is the best partner of all time, uh, there was a lot of pushback, tons of pushback. Uh, and we've come a long ways. But like we said, our goal is to reach 1 billion people by 2025, whether it's podcasts, whether it's YouTube videos, whether it's free samples, whether it's conferences whatever it takes so we can have a conversation about this miracle plant. So that's what I got for everybody today. I'm so excited to talk about this miracle plant with so many names and uh, continue this conversation. You guys have anything else before we wrap up? Um, I want to jump in. Uh, the, the so many names thing, I think is a huge part of the problem because obviously the two main things people have against hemp is when they associate it with marijuana, which actually now the word cannabis coming from the Bible meaning hemp stalks now means uh, cannabis that makes you high. And so that to me is a huge problem with the whole hemp issue because people associate them both. I'm trying to find in history when the psychoactive part became so important beyond the hemp healing part. Um, and so that, that uh, to me is kind of the big barrier with our hemp progress is because of the psychoactive issue and the fact that taking the word from the bible and turning it into meaning psychoactive hemp i think has also interfered with its acceptance and use as a healer then the other thing obviously that's a big barrier for our hemp progress and our cbda progress is the fact that obviously it's a challenge to the medical community because if people are using diet obviously it's helpful but people are using hemp regularly are going to need less and less and less of, med of the medicine. And I had that example just this week when I went to see an orthopedic surgeon about my arm, the fact that it was so much better then he couldn't believe there'd ever been any damage. And so he said, oh, you just have a sore shoulder or something. And he said, if it still hurts, I'll be glad to give you cortisone shots. And so he couldn't even encompass the fact that I had torn rotator cuff and torn bicep and it's healing. 
and almost healed. To him, that meant, oh, it never was there in the first place. So obviously pushback from the medical community is huge. And I think maybe we ought to start focusing on the word hemp and not always talking about with so many names, because it's one of those names that gets us in trouble when I think it's caused so much and actually getting the healing properties out. Uh, two little uh, housekeeping things. Uh, the name of uh, the Polish etymologist who, um, you know, proved this to be true is Sula Bonet uh, in, in first in 1937. And it was actually 367 AD uh, when the monastery uh, um, hid those 12 leather bound books. Uh, um, uh, and one of which was being the gospel of Philip. Uh, so again, uh, we're on a mission to heal the world, reach a billion people by 2025. We want to bring the truth to you. We want to, we want, we want to have a discussion about this plant. That's all we want. And and unfortunately, the discussion has been skewed um, t- away from the truth for thousands of years, literally, and in our own country for 90 years back back to 1937. So on the count of three, we're going to say heal the world because that is our mission. Uh, this plant helped heal my son. This plant was a part of Jesus's healing mission. This, part, this plant was a part of uh, an anointing oil that dates back 2,800 years. And uh, this miracle plant that goes by so many names um, is, can help so many more people. So we encourage you to join with us and say heal the world, share this podcast Reach out to us. You could reach out to info at themiracleplant.org. If you have any questions or you want to come on as a guest and talk about cannabosum or anything that we talked about on here, uh, we, we open um, a discussion. If you, if you have evidence and, and, or you, you want to talk on the other side of this point, let's talk about it. You know, we can agree to disagree, you know, but at the end of the day, this miracle plant has got a bad rap and, our doctors in our country, which, and we're kind of the beacon of light here for many other countries. I mean, I was talking to another gentleman that was on uh, the podcast that'll be on a later episode. You know, I said, well, how's cannabis down there and how's CBD down there in Australia? He goes, really? We're just kind of watch what you guys do. So we have a responsibility as a country and where we are trending in the right direction about opening up access to this plant. So on the count of three, we want you to join in with us and say, heal the world, everybody, because that is the mission. Raise the vibration and start the conversation. On the count of three, let's say, heal the world. One, two, three. Heal the world. Heal the world. Well, thanks for swinging by the Miracle Plant Podcast. We look forward to having you back next week and talking about this miracle plant with so many names. Be a blessing, everybody, and happy healing. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at DopeHistory.com.